0: back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows.
1: And my name is Nathan. You can find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're going to be talking about minute number five of Justice League, which is
0: going to start with Superman's cry reaching the Atlantean outpost where they're guarding the Atlantean mother box. And then the minute is going to end with Superman's cry reaching the mascara. So we're going to return back there once more. Uh, If this movie had came out in 2017, it would have been the second time we'd seen them this year. Um, But it is always nice to go back there, which we'll talk about. But the first thing we're going to see here in this minute, Nate, is an Atlantean. Uh, This would have been the first time we saw, I guess, an inkling of Atlantis um, before Mm -hmm. we saw the movie Aquaman and uh yes it would have been yeah it would have been um but i I think they do like visual effects wise i think they do a really good job detailing this this world here like obviously it could have been very simple but it still seems like something that they do very well with this atlantean outpost it's
1: incredible this little temple that they got going on here yeah
0: like all the little algae all the like the little uh I guess underwater foliage that's that's
1: under here uh, um i want to say um oh boy what do i want to say oh so we were getting a lot a lot a lot of during real production of of you know the theatrical version and, and everything back in 2016 and everything we were getting a lot of like imagery of just Atlantis and underwater things. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. There was so much. And was that, that had to have been because it was so new and no one has seen it before. It's like, we spent just as much time in Themyscira than here. And, but I guess we already had seen Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah. I, I think the, you will see a lot more of Themyscira. I mean, Themyscira has a bigger role to play in this movie than Atlantis Mm -hmm. because they were trying to hide The real Atlantis, that was a thing that they were doing where they were like, we're not going to show Atlantis in this movie because they're doing Aquaman and this leads into that. So we're just going to do like this little outpost on the side. It's not really definitive of what that world looks like. Um, But even seeing this for the first time, if this is how the movie would have started, it's like seeing this Atlantean for the first time, just kind of like, oh, is that Aquaman? No, that's not Aquaman. It's, It's just an Atlantean guard. Uh, that we're being introduced to. And specifically, this one is... It's not the actor himself, obviously. It's just a visual effects uh, animation. But this is the tortured Atlantean guard that we're going to see later Later in the film. Yeah, the one that gets interrogated by uh, Steppenwolf. And then he uses like that little spider bot that kind of looks like a Starro type thing. Um, And... That one, that guy is played by, uh, Will Coban, I believe, but obviously he's in the actual scene later on, but this is just kind of, um, a CGI model that looks like him. Um, but it's a nice continuity to, to be like, oh, there's a guy that we're going to see get interrogated later. Mm -hmm. And, um, which
1: technically it would be six weeks later.
0: Yeah. So I think from what I heard, it takes place six weeks, but then I saw, Mm-hmm. Um, as we get into next week, it says four weeks. So I think it just kind of takes it starts four weeks later and then
1: it like goes on until and it goes on to, to six. Yeah. It's been two weeks. Uh, yeah, two weeks since we miscalculated. Yeah. how many weeks were this in this movie or something? I don't know. We'll get We'll get there. We'll, um, get we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get the get there. <laughs> this Atlantean's armor is kick ass. Yeah, right. The, and like I noticed it I remember noticing it a lot more during the uh the the surfacing scene of uh, the pair of demons dragging the Atlanteans. But his uh the helmet has like this um this this cross piece at the nose that makes it look you know, like how it makes it look more amphibious. I don't know how to describe uh that. It kinda but has like a point. It, it's got a point, but it, it, it connects. It connects at the mustache, like like mm-hmm. underneath the nose, and it d- makes it look like there's like these like uh, kind of like catfish whisker almost things. I don't know what it is, but like Star Trek also does it with some of their. Uh, there's this one alien. I can't remember what race they are, but um, they were in next generation. and Everything they're like these blue aliens, and they have like this like breather. Is on, it and
0: like, like uh, uh, Will Wheaton's? Uh, when he's an ensign and he's in the academy yes. and his, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And there, he has mentor. a friend. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was like his teacher um, isn't it, or something. There was but a, I know there was a couple you're of them. talking about. Yeah. 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 So like they have like this, I don't know. I don't, for, to me, it looks, um, like in amphibious, uh, humanoid. And I don't know why mm-hmm. I guess it is because maybe we, maybe something pop culture related or I had a toy or a cartoon or something like that, that. Maybe it was Atlanteans. It's it's Atlantean armor and that always has made me think of uh sea life. But uh it's great. Even the earpiece um has like the fans on it, like you know, like yeah. those like male seahorse uh, that they would always draw that are like very mighty with the big mane. Mm-hmm. I think it would it would, does really well. It's like
0: so obviously there's been a lot of comparisons of this movie to the Lord of the Rings of just being an epic uh, envisioned fantasy story because that's definitely how you should look at Justice League as being this big fantasy adventure um, what they do so well here is they're designing this armor and if maybe you're a cosplayer you're looking at this going oh that would be a great suit of armor to have but also it's it's aquatic Like they put the aesthetic of it being of Atlantis on there So they've really made it like an iconic piece of armor that you look at it and you go, that's a really cool armor piece. And it's like Atlantean aesthetic looking. So it's just, it's very definitive for uh, the world that he's trying to create
1: down here. And I love those scales that they do on this armor. And even with the Aquaman armor and everything, I just love that layering of the scales that they have.
0: Yeah. Man. man i'm glad we're talking about atlantis today because i did watch aquaman last night and that movie still holds up in my opinion like it just has this really nice aesthetic to it not only like aquaman's suit here but aquaman's suit in 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 his own movie it looks really good it looks really good i would like to see like if there was a future justice league sequel to see aquaman still wearing that new suit that he gets that atlantis Uh, Mm -hmm. outfit because it looks really nice and then they did um
1: looks like super friends-esque but still modern and But still just excellent yeah
0: yeah especially the gauntlets he gets they look really really nice and then um orm ocean master's outfit is beautiful and like the mask moves and stuff um and that's not to say that everything looks like that because even when they're doing like the ring of fire battle and everything there's still people who wear armor similar to this and they make this look high-tech where when they do the ring of fire battle they're using old armor and stuff so it looks a little bit more dated um but one of the things i really like about this atlantean outpost here is kind of like what i was talking about yesterday when i was talking about how zach is trying to transition this universe from how it looked in man of steel which was grounded in realism suicide was grounded in realism dawn of justice was the transition piece where it says we're going from realism to this fantasy world where we have where gods exist and we're going to get really into the dc comics uh like lore and everything so the world is changing once superman um what is that what is that term uh
1: the amanda waller term no 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 no. there the was changed a change with superman yeah when fl- man is introduced in the to the superman and he, yeah and then again when he didn't
0: yeah so really change yeah well i guess you just say that <laughs> so yeah really transitioning into like this fantasy epic that we have on our hands here and so that's what i really like about this minute right here is because we go from metropolis who's just dealt with that death of superman and then boom we're here in this mm-hmm. whole other world that exists down here and it's this atlantean at this outpost it's underwater yeah it's like this ancient civilization that's been down here it really kind of reminds me of um not only animated films but the dc animated films but also just pure anime and um what's known in japan is like tokusatsu which is like their their term for special effects film that's where you get into like godzilla and ultraman and all kinds of big budget special effects films that japan does um i really feel it in this minute especially where it's the shot of just the atlantis and he's very small for scale so that you can see how large the outpost is
1: and then it's massive
0: yeah and then you see those those superman waves right as they cut through like to me when i was watching the movie for the first time that's when i was like like just a huge smile on my face just because of how um i mean to be honest just like how outlandish it is like how cool it can be to just like not be tied to like everything has to be so realistic it's like no this is
1: we are in it now we are in the high fantasy of superheroes like there's entire structures down here yeah like you see the temple and it looks great but then we have the ability to pause it and everything now, and then past it is all the bright lights and the bioluminescence that, yeah. we, that we know of Aquaman now after the movie has come out. So, And it's really, really cool thinking that like there's parts of Atlantis that are still old and ancient and breaking and decaying, like where Aquaman does go and see like the statues and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, even in the movie where they have their meeting that's close to the surface and all that stuff so you do still see the ancient parts of atlantis and then we are given this completely futuristic underwater world yeah it's just it, in and of its own self it is massive and yeah. jaw dropping and 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 awesome uh in every sense of the word but it's yeah. pretty dang cool those stairs leading up to this temple yeah that wrap around huge yeah, yeah like everything everything about this building mm-hmm. this structure is massive. Yeah. And it's cool to see it as ruins. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I really like it's the so architecture. Beautiful. I like that it goes up and like the uh the center podium or whatever, you know, pillar goes up that the uh, mother box is resting on and it's kind of cool that it is open with those slats so that like the sound wave traveling underwater is still able to go through it you know it's like it's able to penetrate it and i don't know that's that's kind of a this cool this used to
0: be above this this used to be yeah above that's the another, like, is another the thing like there's another stairs going up to the podium like obviously they can swim up to it now but back then like everything was he, uh, way up there king atlin had to watch that his thing. ass all the way up there you couldn't and touch then it. this it's whole like thing sank down you know it's really the whole cool thing it's the really whole cool. thing. I always wonder if they, obviously they must just be concept art of it already in water, but I wonder if they ever just think about like, and I thought about this with Aquaman because they do this really well. Two things really well. First is how sunlight continues to come down into where they are. And you yeah. see those sun sunlight rays, those God rays, I come through the water and illuminate where they are like that natural lighting is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. But then also it's, <clears throat> One where they have the meeting with King Orm and King Nereus, at the,
1: the yeah, at the uh, the surface yeah, place, the seven the seven kings, the and Joel Schumacher meeting giant statue area,
0: yeah, and then when Mira and or Mira and Aquaman they go to the old city district, and they like so they're in. Atlantis everything's so cool and futuristic looking but then they like swim down lower into like old Atlantis lower Tython yeah and uh then like you continue to see just how old the civilization is the foundation that has sunk even further down and just like there's a time lapse in Aquaman at some point where they show like the city rebuilding and it's like that looks honestly like someone animated and rendered all that in real time at some point then they just sped it up but it looks so well like so much thought put into it and uh i just like wonder if that's i don't know how they ever maybe they designed atlantis when they shot the flashback scene they were like well let's build what atlantis used to look like and then sink it and then put it down and, and cover it with digital moss and digital seaweed and stuff like that like Stuff like that, I just kind of wonder. I mean, it's probably too much work, but it just makes it look th- like there's so much thought into it. Um, this next part is... This is where we get introduced to Mara, which we do get introduced to her within within the first five minutes here. And uh, I'm pretty sure this is in the original version, but uh, much later. And they kind of condensed every at- scene that they had into just one scene it looks like a collection of parts now that i think about it yeah but um um apparently mara played by amber heard she has a british accent in this one that people were talking about honestly i had to watch aquaman again just to remember what kind of accent she had in that movie because i thought she always had a british accent but i must have never paid attention (laughs) (laughs) I was hey, like, hey,
1: good for you for not paying attention to those hey, things, huh? Hey, honestly. Hey, you pat yourself on the back, huh? Were,
0: when I saw the Joker scene at the end of this movie, and she was saying her lines, I didn't think anything of it. And then people were like, I guess she has a British accent now. And I was like, didn't she always have a British
1: accent? Yeah, I was kind of sitting then, sitting in that same boat with you, Mark. I wow. had to watch Aquaman. But yeah, yeah. I saw the, who've you ever loved? Like the, the boss. spell it out come. phonetically. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm cool with whatever, man. Like, I that's not something I can I can criticize in a film. I mean, it's kind of I don't know. Maybe Zach wanted her to have the British accent. Maybe she was like, "Hey, I didn't have a British accent in the last movie," and he was like, well, "It doesn't matter. Just do it anyways." Um, or maybe she doesn't remember. One of those things. It's not I something I care I about. Don't, I,
1: don't, I don't remember what I did. Yeah,
0: I, I don't know if. Like if there's another movie that she's in and she and she still does either accent, I don't think I would care either way. the The color of her hair threw me off though. That was uh I watched in Aqu- in,
1: in Aquaman in Aquaman. I, yeah, I, I remember that. thinking that was like whoa. But uh, again, that movie is very colorful and very bright, so I don't care. It's great. It looks amazing. Right. You know, it's not Zach's team that's doing it. This is, but again. They keep this same character. Mm-hmm. It's cool because everything is like transferring over. It's they're keeping the same somewhat tone, but you're keeping the same character, and that's that's really what just uh, mm-hmm. that's sh- that's really what should matter.
0: The way I I was I guess like I was quick to just retcon it in my own head where I was thinking, well, I mean she's Atlantean and there's so much color down there. What if she just has the ability to change her hair color? What if her betrothment to king uh uh king orm he was just like hey would not you dye your hair more red and because you're like aquatic you can they can have red hair that color i don't know i was just thinking like it's probably just something that they can change like people change hair color all the time it's actually kind of normal so
1: but uh, speaking, sp- speaking for say hey, speak for yourself, huh? Oh, uh, I guess speak for myself. Yeah,
0: it's actually kind of easy, kind of expensive.
1: You know, I was wondering if I should. Uh, what what color? Not even if. What color would Nathan dye his hair? You want that
0: amber herd? Jeez, uh, what color red was that? She had like rose what red, kind of, rose red hair. Yeah,
1: she had like ch- uh, cherry apple red or something like a dang sports car. It was
0: like a sports car.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> as red <laughs> as the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I just get like drop top Miata, please?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I she she's great here. The armor that she has in this in this movie, it, it looks really cool. I've always thought that was, I mean, big fan of that crown. I mean, we have Mera in the Justice League movie. Like, isn't that just cool enough
1: as is? One hundred percent. Yeah. You remember when people started taking notice of Mera after. Uh, origins and flashpoint everything like that where it was like hey you remember when meryl was cool (laughs) i wonder if like yeah either
0: flashpoint or the new 52 aquaman run had popular
1: popularized the character um the most um i'll tell you something i don't it seems i don't understand like it seems new 52 has had a lot of uh influence in just like the quote revamping of these characters that we know and it still shocks me to this day that it was dropped like a sack of potatoes
0: uh
1: it's hard to get into it because yes you and i it is hard to get into it we don't have to get into it because we i've spent three years getting into it when i was actually working in that industry
0: i know but you and you and i bring up new 52 a lot and sometimes i feel like are we just bringing that up out of bias and then I, you know... Yes. Yes, a little bit, to be honest. But also, like... It was a lot of it work. It did have a major impact on the, the pop culture uh, standard for, for DC Comics. I mean, a lot of things happened in New 52 that was good, and a lot of things happened that were just awful deci- decisions. And I think... Comic books. I think it, either way, for good or bad, it was impactful. I mean, the Batman run was fantastic. Aquaman was fantastic. Superman, I think, was not...
1: Superman had a very, very, very slow, very slow start. I'm going to tell you that right now. But it was also kind of... The first volume of Action Comics, I think, was their only redeeming uh, storyline, and then it just was like, nope.
0: Yeah. Up
1: until, I think, Greg Pak took over Action Comics and everything, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Justice League introduced Cyborg, and then that was kind of definitive of what Justice League was now, and then Wonder Woman had her run, which everyone wanted more Greek mythology influence and everything, so. You had
1: Earth 2, and it was just constant chaos and destruction and apocalypse. mm hmm It's great stories. Anyway, cut you off.
0: No, no, you're fine. Um, So yeah, maybe, I don't know. I don't know why we find it so impactful, but I'm sure someone will explain it one day but it it always does seem like it it really did have an influence on the making of these movies, at least. Or maybe just influenced Zack Snyder a lot, just like uh, all the other heavy hitter comics. Um, But then this is where basically what's going to happen with Mara is is just that they notice that the mother box of Atlantis (coughs) is trying to awaken, but then Mm -hmm. it just
1: doesn't. It just stops. Yeah. Um, shake rattling and roll do you want to take a look at this um this mother box container that we have uh we didn't get to we didn't get to talk about the uh cyborg's mother box mother boxes cyborg's mother box container Mm -hmm. uh, as seen on tv we didn't get to talk about it that much but i know we'll probably talk about it when we actually see it in use and other things around it probably but um this one, I know that we noticed it the first time watching it when we were seeing the whole Age of Heroes uh, flashback and and them making the the containers for these boxes, and yeah. we both were just like, "Yeah, that's yeah, cool. <laughs> the, the way the Atlanteans did it." Um, but I want to take a look at this one because it looks like like the bottom of a of a sea star or like a sand dollar, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, It's awesome. It's just so seafaringly nice
0: yeah this one this was this box was the one that when we were watching that scene and how they were making it that it blew my mind that like obviously you just see it come out of this octopus and we were just thinking like oh yeah whatever
1: you know aquatic stuff and it sets in then you gotta be and like, then it sets in your before mind before they were sunken this was like they're on the surface now so they are still the domain of the sea like it's all yeah just so
0: cool and then like you're thinking about well how what just happened to this box and then you're thinking oh that octopus or squid or whatever it like pearlized this mother box encased it in like this thick bone structure mm-hmm. like through sheer pressure and, like, and, uh, sand. Like, incredible. Like, just that someone thought of that, it, it just blows my mind. Like, they didn't, like, s- like um, forge it with, like, Atlantean gold or anything like that. We're, yeah, it's, like, like, it's not all just, like, metal. Yeah, it's not just, like, oh, yeah, everyone has a foundry. <clears throat> we just melt iron and steel and make a case out of it. They were like, no, we're going to use a, a squid and just... <laughs> like pressure this thing into a pearl if it it could contain itself that way and it's it's wow incredible just incredible
1: thought to just do that absolutely very cool cool. um even the pedestal itself that it's on is very water uh reminiscent very there's a water design on it carved in very flowing Mm loosely um i love it it's just so good to see such detail in different civilization things like this you know Mm -hmm. things that make me want to pause it and actually just stare at this one frame
0: it's always things like that where you, you wonder where um like in the design of atlantis like there's always things of uh i don't know if they said this with man of steel but it's like there's no straight edges like just everything has to be using french curves and something like that so you never see anything built uh, polygonally, you know, like straight edges and very cubic. Like this is all round. It's got this round spire, spire, spire that uses a spiral staircase, tongue twister, and just all these round designs. And uh, like you said, like water, very Bruce Lee-like, just very fluid <laughs> design work. Fluid, got that Bruce Lee interior design work going on there. Yeah. Uh, it's very nice just looking at those little details like that. Um, and then I think I don't know if I'm making this up or just if I saw this somewhere, but I think there's something to say about this being at this Atlantean outpost and just kinda like there's a handful of guards but you have Mara there. But it's just like this random outpost. But then as we transition to the Maskira, the Amazons are a little bit more prepared and like taking it more serious i don't know if that's anything to say about amazons versus atlanteans but i feel like there might be some discrimination on how they chose to protect things obviously there's the mother box of man which i guess you could sympathize being like hey it was world war ii a lot of things got kicked up but it was i still make fun of it all the time where it's like they just dug a hole and threw it in there
1: and said see you later yeah I want to know where that hole was dug. I mean, like, I get it under an Italian monas, monas- monastery, but which one? Where in, in in where? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And why were they in Italy? I don't know. It's it's see, but
0: yeah, and it gets kicked up just because it's World War Two. So I'm like, oh, right, I get it. But I think there's something to say about how Atlantis chooses to go to guard its mother box versus how we'll talk about yeah, it on Monday. 100%
1: is absolutely about how absolutely. Atlantis
0: or how Themyscira does it. But um, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk just a little bit about Themiscara before we sign off for today. Cause we do get to come back here and boy, do we come back here? This is like,
1: uh, we get some magic here too.
0: Yeah. This is, this is the thing that people come to see in a, in a shared cinematic universe. Like coming back to mascara seeing the same city that we're used to seeing there's like you can see the temple where they housed all the weapons of the gods and whatnot in the distance and it's just really nice to be able to look at it because we've talked about it you can point and look and be like oh this is where that is and we've been there because we saw that movie
1: and just being (laughs) familiar with it. You know what I mean? Like just, yeah, 100%. It's a great feeling, especially when it's like in, there's a feeling that, that I think at least for me, it gets uh, brought up when I read team up books, especially like the justice league and the Avenger game or games, the, 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 the series comic series and everything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my mind is telling me that i'm going into a team-up book all of these characters already have their own stories and different artists and different writers that take care of them and everything but then you boil it down to just like uh, different artists and writers that are taking all of these characters and combining them into this one story Mm -hmm. and the the straight-up symphony that you have to orchestrate in order to get all of these characters to quote you know play nice or whatever in your story it's so much work and when it works it really works and I feel that when I'm watching this movie like I feel like there's and and because we've had Wonder Woman because we have Aquaman in the past and Man of Steel like I've seen all these characters picked up and placed in their own element Mm -hmm. now it's here let's put them all in this pot together and it's such a big epic story that you really can't lack on just how big and 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 massive you have to like make these scenes yeah really like you're it's it's establishing an entire world that we you already saw in an entire movie now I have to just take a snippet of that to give you that idea and to give you that feel that you are still in this completely other world that you saw mm-hmm. in a two hour movie already you yeah. know
0: yeah that was the thing that even the Marvel universe does really well. Just when you go to Asgard, it's like, you know, you're in Asgard and you're familiar with the castle and like how open it is in the center of the kingdom. And you know where the bridge is, you know, you know, where Heimdall is, you know, how it connects there. And for them, it's like, that's their big thing They're They know that now. And now that they've established Wakanda as well, it's like, they can also do that thing where it's like, welcome back. We're here again. And it's like, you know where you're at because you've seen these movies and been a part of this, uh, shared universe so much. And coming mm-hmm. back to Themyscira is always just like, you know exactly where you're at when you see it. It just is, ha- it has become iconic in, in such a way now. And maybe retroactively because this is coming out after Aquaman that that helps just as much well, as well where you just you're like you see all the algae and moss and seaweed and, and overgrowth and you're just like wow i'm back here again and uh because they they knock it out of the park both this movie and aquaman just the cgi water scenes like it is we're at the perfect time to do this and uh you got James Cameron who's trying to do Avatar 2 which is supposed to be all in water <laughs> as well i hate to bring it up but it's like it's an, i think it's that's the like, way you
1: brought it up you got James Cameron trying to do Avatar 2 he's trying to do Avatar 2 he's trying to do the avatar
0: he's trying to do four of them i don't know what's stopping him i feel
1: like he, well, let's see how that goes yeah he's stopped he's I'd stopping get, himself me, me personally yeah. i'd get bored out of my gourd about Avatar 2 About the Avatar. About all of them. Yeah, Yeah. come on. We'll see what happens. It's just, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, um, this uh, is fun. There's so much mythology here that it's just like screaming at us. And it's so good because we get to talk about the mythology. You and I talk about the gods amongst men's things so much in this. And it really is just going back to the basis of storytelling. These myths from legends and now we get to see them in movies and in like somewhat modern times. Mm-hmm. And they are these characters of legends. They are powerful beings. It's just so cool that we get these giant world building scenes like we did in the first five minutes of this movie. Yeah. It's like the, it is the equivalent of the 20 minute opening of Krypton in Man of Steel. And we're getting so much of it now in just the little snippets, you know? Yeah. And it's wa- making us want more. It is. I think
0: mythology is a huge part of these shared universes or big franchise films, whatever it may be. Like, once you start establishing mythology for the passion of world building as a as a storyteller, whether it's it's filmmaking or a book or video game even... Once you start seeing the person or persons who are creating the story, they start to dive in deep dive into this mythology that they want to create. That's when it becomes entertaining for us because we are feeding off of their passion. They're so passionate to tell you about this world that they've set up and all these different parts of it that make you want to explore with them as they like basically, uh, show you it's like a tour it's like look at atlantis look at the mascara look at metropolis look at gotham here we are in central city it's like whoa we're going everywhere it's crazy
1: we are really going everywhere
0: and then they're like yo now we're going to show you apocalypse now we're going to show you what the world looks like after you know after the anti-life equation and stuff like that we're going to show you the the war of the gods too and the greek gods and everything it's a that's what i'm talking about with this movie it's a feast there's so much there's so much mm-hmm. to do. so much to talk about. And it's a four-hour movie. And now there's a uh, Justice is Gray version. You can look at it, too.
1: It's really cool. <laughs> I was watching that today, and I was like, damn. This... Yeah, I've been mean, watching it all day. We got the orders. We know what we're supposed and to th- do. And I
0: feel like just watching it in black and white, like you can pick up more on some of these details. Like I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like the monochrome like makes um, some certain elements pop out a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I was watching... Because uh, I had it on kind of in the background because I was working, mm-hmm. you know. And but the time that I did get to turn around and look at my TV, it was on a few more minutes at, later on. Um, when Steppenwolf gets to mascara, and that all that in black and white was I was just kind of amazed seeing Connie Nielsen and just like the because I've seen her just didn't encased in these this gold armor, but then to switch the colors on me, I was and still. When she looks up as she, you know, closes the, the gates and everything, it was just such a great shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it, it just looked, it looked great, honestly. Everything. This is so much fun. There's so much here. Mm-hmm.
0: It really is. Um but let's go ahead and let's wrap it up for today um, if you guys enjoyed everything you heard you can find us on all social media DCEU Minutes and the Facebook group the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society where you can join us to talk about today's minutes or any minutes that you're catching up on and we will catch you guys on Monday for minute number 6 of Justice League Minute